There's this one, I think it was a car company, uh, like somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. They would fly you out. There would be there would be a considerable amount, but there was it was only Instagram and uh, there was a bunch of like deliverables and yeah. and so I I was like, oh, this is gonna be like my first like deal with Maddie, and then mm. like y- you looked at it, and it was like no bad deal. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> what? What are you talking, what are you about? talking about? Go to drive cars. <laughs> All right, welcome to another podcast. We have a very special guest, none other than Tyler Wells. Oh yeah, manager Tyler. Manager Tyler slash partner in crime. I always I always feel weird calling you manager because I don't think of you as a manager, but it's the closest thing that gets people to understand what you do with me. Like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, I get that, you know? In like this YouTube universe, it's the easiest thing for people to be like, got it. Like, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah you, you do... Help him with stuff. <laughs> Help him with stuff is, yeah, generally the, the manager role. But really, you've been more, and from the beginning, this was strategic. I brought you on as like a a, a partner in, in, not just in my YouTube channel, but the things that we wanted to build. Mm-hmm. And specifically, a thing that we haven't really talked about ever. Yeah. This is top secret knowledge. Are we just going to talk openly about the whole thing, or do we talk about some? I guess it's pretty much time yeah, to talk about it. As your manager, I think we, yeah, <laughs> you should probably start. Should we uh, yeah. pause the cameras for just a second and talk about this because we haven't talked about this at all? Yeah, like thirty uh, seconds before this, Maddie's like, "What do you want to talk what about? Should, should we, we talk, talk about? about? Should we talk about the secret company?" Yeah. Uh, okay, so basically, um, long story short, or I guess we can tell the story. Um, long story I, long. Yeah, it long story long. It is a podcast. I started doing YouTube and. I realized really quickly that I was maybe doing YouTube a little bit differently, especially back then compared mm-hmm. to a lot of YouTubers. A lot of YouTubers just re- uh, relied on big big numbers and getting AdSense from that and doing brand deals. Yeah. That was basically it. And I kind of had like 10 income yeah. streams like from the beginning, basically. I was, I was the one who was like, Peter, I think you should like sell like, Luts maybe like Luts presets, presets might be yeah. good for you. And he's like, really? I don't know. And it's like, <laughs> next thing you know, he's got, <laughs> he's making way more money off of lots of yeah. presets than I. But um, then I realized that like, I felt bad that a lot of YouTubers mm-hmm. were kind of struggling or like there'd be like ad apocalypse and like people are freaking out that yeah. they're going to lose their AdSense. And I'm like, I, that's, that's yeah. fine. Like that was just kind of like a cherry on top that if I get AdSense, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't need it, need it. And then- I thought someday when I retire, I would like to be like the old wise mentor to the, to the youngins of YouTube. Yeah. That isn't until Potato Jet came into our lives. Yeah. I was still, I, I remember I was still working my other job, my full time stable job. And, uh, and you were just like, Hey, come over for dinner. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, like dinner. I like dinner. I know Princess is an amazing cook. Like, I'll, I'll dump, drive over for that. And you were kind of explaining your your YouTube career at that point, which was maybe six months in. I yeah, it's pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. And I, I can't wait to hear the story from your end because yeah. I'm curious how I was thinking about it. But. And I remember you, I, I didn't really know what, what it was all about. Yeah. Uh, why I was why why I was coming, but I was like, yeah, I'll I'll come hang out. Sure. We knew each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Previously, and but we didn't of, hang out yeah. all the time or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We were kind of, and you were kind of sharing all your different things, and then I, at one point, I think you asked the questions like, so what do you 
think about how I'm like operating and as as if to as if to like ask like am I doing good from a like a marketing perspective because I think you knew I had a bit of a, a mm. marketing background and like I was like I have zero notes because it sounds like you're doing everything like perfectly and, and not to probably like, not perfectly, but, but not to blow smoke up your butt or anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that. But, it, but it's like, I think Tyler's no, getting a raise. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming a, a, annual performance <laughs> yeah, yeah. season. Um, and I just, re- I, I remember that. And then um, when you were talking with some other YouTubers, uh, just hearing their stories of what they were making with the amount of views and knowing what you what you shared with me, I was like, oh my goodness, like mm-hmm. I can't believe how uh, how much low-hanging fruit potentially there is for a lot of yeah. these YouTubers to monetize to really take their channels and like be able to quit a job mm-hmm. and and do their their like full-time passion um, and take that to the next level. So I, yeah, I remember I remember having like no notes uh, for what you were doing operationally. And I was like, this this seems really good. And then you were like, and then I, I could also tell it was like a subtle, like, just so, like, do you want to build my Shopify store? How I think I want to. And you I was like, help? I think he's trying to like entice me. I'm pretty sure I are. I didn't ask you, do you want to work for me? But I was asking like, so how's your job right now? Are yeah, you yeah. willing to quit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that way. <laughs> you're you're not so subtly dropping hints like, hey, I got this project. Do mm. you do you want to build my Shopify store? Are you willing to quit Are your you, job right yeah, now? <laughs> exactly. And I think the way you described it was like, I feel like there's just money on trees, and I need more arms to grab it all. That's Are, probably yeah, how that I'm. <laughs> yeah, and that's still to this day. I feel yeah. like YouTube, this world, is like an infinite amount of work. Yeah. And I only have two arms. And I don't think that's an arrogant, like it's not, no, an, no, it's no, not no, an no. arrogant, I think an arrogant statement. Uh, I think it's the reality of this YouTube space yeah. uh, being so new, this whole creator economy that's emerging, that there is a ton of opportunity. And I think brands and companies are starting to recognize the amount of conversions they yeah. get per dollar spend on content creators versus on like a Facebook ad or a TV commercial. And over the last five years and probably even more so since, since COVID and all that, that dollar spend is probably going to be funneled more towards this creator economy more and more, not just in brand deals, but in the whole, like there's going to be coffee companies that are like, Hey, we have, the whole supply chain. We just need a face for it. Yeah. Like, what, would you like to be a part of yeah. this? So it's it's all of those opportunities that I think are out there that I think you're taking advantage of. Probably one of the smartest ways. Like we're both wearing your clothing line NMO, because we NMO. found a, a fashion designer that had the full supply chain. Yeah. Um, who's awesome and and all yeah. that. So yeah, it's been really fun to uh, work some of those entrepreneurial skill sets again because I was a director of operations which is like essentially the opposite of marketing where you just like pull an organization back into boring mode to make it's sure that like, everything's right, sustainable. Come on guys, like, let's, get, let's get into shit And, and uh, I was much more entrepreneurial and marketing oriented before and yeah. I was like, oh, it's so much better to just be on this side of things than to be in operations. I remember seeing you at your previous job and thinking like, oh no, like, you know, <laughs> like it was fine, yeah. but like you had so much more, I don't know, so much more to give and it wasn't like, it was like a yeah. very limited, and that's how I felt like about, you know, my, my own career mm-hmm. when I was a freelancer, I felt like I had a lot more to give and I was just getting to give this little piece yeah. and had very little creative control. I am thankful for those, those times though, because I was able to see what a larger organization 
uh, does, how they operate. I was a part of building some of the the foundations there. So it was it was really helpful to understand even how like yeah. a board works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of like yeah, this, every this like secret company, <laughs> when we were like, oh, we need like a, a treasure and a board and and all this stuff. And because of my previous... Now we're talking about secret company two. Yeah. Okay, the secret yeah. secret company. Se- that, not the one that we're going to be fully talking about today. Yeah. Because we can't quite talk about that one yet. I, I've lost track. Yeah, where do we go? So... Going back to the money tree thing, mm-hmm. no arrogance. That was more of a place of like, I felt like I wasn't doing a good, I, there was more I could yeah. do. Like I felt like I was doing pretty good, probably better than the average YouTuber, yeah. but I felt like there was still so much that could be done it's and almost that's like a, why I wanted to come help. Yeah, almost like a stewardship thing. It's like, yeah. hey, I want to make sure I'm being the most responsible for my family, for exactly. my future, like all of those things. Yeah. And then from that, also, again, looking at some other people who were kind of like struggling, like how do I get mm-hmm. you full time into this? And once you go full time, like everything kind of like it's a hockey stick. Everything just starts like yeah. growing so much faster. And I was just like, man, it's like it's very clear and simple in my brain. Yeah. But for other people, that that aspect was harder. You know, other aspects of YouTube are a lot harder for me. Like yeah. learning how to be in front of a camera was very difficult in the beginning. But the business side was much more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, yeah, I I tried to woo you for a while. You denied. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty you you. I'm pretty sure the first time you said kind of well, the first time I asked, would you, you did you want to quit? You said no. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like months later mm-hmm. that you that I kind of like threw it out there again. And I was like, ah. I probably threw it a few times, but then I, I threw it out and then you're like, I think yeah. I'm ready to quit my job. Yeah. I th- so when I was debating whether to quit, I was, I was like, do I really want to quit or am I just tired? So I was like, yeah. <laughs> I wrote it. So if anyone wants to quit their job, here's, here's a good way to potentially quit your job. If you're thinking of quitting, write a resignation letter mm. and then don't don't submit it right away. Go on vacation for like two weeks. And if you still feel that way. See how it feels. When you come back. And I remember coming back from my vacation and I, I couldn't wait to go to HR and be like, still feeling good. Still, still feeling great about this. I had a friend yeah. in, in, uh, in college who would literally like, you'd be like, hey, you want to go, uh, you want to go play some soccer? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. And then we'd be there. I'm like, where is the where is he? And he would literally, I think what he was doing was like testing how he felt about saying yes. Oh. And if he didn't feel good afterwards, then he wouldn't do it. He oh, wouldn't no. go along with it. Oh, <laughs> Which is not the best way yeah. to go about things. <laughs> this is a better way, yeah. I think. <laughs> and the funny thing is, was uh our HR uh was away on the on the Monday when I got back. Mm, and so I was like, another, day. another day. I was like, dang it. Oh but, man. But it all worked out. Um and then I remember I think I was, my plan was just to like freelance for a little bit, and I shot you a message saying, "Hey, if you have any more of those projects, yeah. uh, just let me know. Um, I'm going to be a bit more free." And then, you're, so I have that. a secret company. So this first secret company that we built together mm-hmm. is more of like a mom and pop shop type thing, not mom and pop shop, but it's like a it's yeah. a it's a lifestyle company. It's a smaller thing. Um, still, ver- we've been very successful. And so what we we try to do was. Um, the things that I was doing in YouTube, mm-hmm. which were very new, I think, back then, especially now they're a little bit more common in different areas, depending on the, the niche yeah. of YouTube. Yeah. Um, 
um, we tried to replicate essentially what I was doing and somebody else. And that, that's mm-hmm. when I met Potato Jet, uh, Gene, incredible YouTuber in the same space. So but yeah, he's so great. Um, and I, we were just hanging out, having a good time in, in Santa Cruz. We were at the One Wheel Factory, just like, just, or they're like HQ, super fun. And then uh, I was telling, um, Gene wasn't full-time at YouTube at that point, but he was doing really well already. I could see the, the mm-hmm. full potential. And um, I was telling him how like someday, like my exit, exit plan out of like YouTube is going to be starting this mentoring company. I'm going to like help yeah. people out or whatever. And then he was right away, he was like, I'm in. I was like, wait, what? No, no, this, <laughs> yeah. this is like when I'm like 50 years old, I'm old and like, I yeah. need to like, I'm done with YouTube and like, I'm going to, you know, give, give back kind of thing. And then I was like, no, 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 no. And then it stuck with me for a while. And then I just shot him an email. I was like, are you actually like interested in yeah. me, like mentoring you? Um, and that's when everything kind of like took, that's when we, you and me like kind of really mm-hmm. like started like, okay, what is it? What would that actually yeah. mean? How can we actually do this? Like, I think both of us were very scared that somehow we would rip off people. Yeah, like that I was the last thing we wanted to do. The Canadian in us like yeah. came out like really, really quick. But I, th- but also like yeah. my, my whole goal was to like help people like, grow faster into like Mm -hmm. being able to go full-time and do what they want. And if any part of it was like hindering them, then it would be, it would be the reverse. I think that's, that's what coming from like a traditional uh, marketing background. I think the lens that I saw things through first was like, okay, how's this going to make money? How's this, this business that we're going to be creating? Not like it's almost business, Mm -hmm. business first, like make sure the margins are there and all of that. And then, uh, I, re- I remember having some conversations with you about like what the model would be, how we could um, monetize, like how much profit yeah. are we wanting to make, all of that. Yeah. And I remember coming up with a few ideas and you're like, no. And I was <laughs> like, why? Like it makes sense for the business. He's like, I wouldn't want to do that. Mm. And and it, it was very like, I think it probably took me almost a year to fully flip to like the creator mindset as a Mm non-creator because like even when brands would reach out because I have the the marketing background, I would understand what they're trying to do. You understand their side. I understand their side more than I understood the creator side. And I'm like, Tyler, you are on my side. Exactly. (laughs) Not theirs. (laughs) So I would be like, well, I they're trying to build this really cool event. Like, yeah. just go, Maddie. It's, it's really cool. There's like, 15 and then you're like, deliverables. I'm like, no thank yeah, you. Or like, whatever. I remember there was this one, I think it was a car company, uh, like somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. They would fly you out. There would be there would be a considerable amount, but there was it was only Instagram and uh, there was a bunch of like deliverables. And, yeah. and so I, I was like, oh, this is going to be like my first like deal with Maddie. And then mm-hmm. like you looked at it and it was like, no, bad deal. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking, what are you about? talking about? Go to drive cars? <laughs> but it's, it was that, it's been that learning, uh, I think, in that first year that was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. creators have way more leverage than they fully understand when totally. it comes to brand deals, when it comes to even putting like creating a company like a third party company that's like an arm's length from their mm. brand or from their like online brand like there's so much leverage that I don't yeah. that I think creators are leaving on the table because mm-hmm. they don't fully understand their value and even me who had a bit of an inside track took me a year to fully understand the value that 
that you guys are bringing to uh, some of these brands and or starting up your own company uh, or companies exactly as, as you're doing. And so it's so now when I look at uh, creators and I'm chatting with creators, uh, it, I'm it almost hurts my soul the way it probably hurt your soul at the yeah. start to be like, don't sacrifice yeah. your message because this this brand is like yeah. either. Probably not even giving you a brand deal. They're giving you like a free, free microphone, product, yeah. and then you're, they're asking for a full dedicated video. Yeah. It's like you're you're way more valuable than that. But I totally understand it. I'm not saying this at all, and mm-hmm. any of this in any way to like uh, go against any YouTuber or anything like that. That they're doing a bad job. It's just it's the wild wild west. Yeah, there is no like school that you can go to. There's no thing that you can join. No. There's no there's nothing where like if I want to be a YouTuber. All right, I'm yeah. gonna go down this path now. It's literally just like, all right, let's try to figure this out. I'm gonna start making videos. I'm gonna go on YouTube yeah. and look at what other people are doing. But you have no idea why they're doing the things they're doing, or if they're even the best way of going about it. You just mm-hmm. look at like, well, they're the biggest channel. I, if they're doing it, I, I, I'll probably do it the same way. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. The it's the reverse engineering is kind of the the only way to do it, mm. at least right now. And then. But seeing it from the inside and then being able to yeah. uh, help some of the creators that we've been working with is is so rewarding to yeah. uh, to see them quit their full time job and yeah and like all that take Potato Jet for example I hope I hope Gene is okay with us sharing some of this we we should probably double check yeah. this um, might be a really short podcast yeah, this if, might, yeah. <laughs> what the um, like he wasn't full time he he was getting already like closer to the same amount of views that I mm-hmm. was, but he wasn't making, he was making a fraction. Like I would say like one twentieth maybe mm-hmm. of what I was making at the time, yeah. which was like, that's that's why that like whole conversation happened. I was like, wait, that's, a, oh, okay, let me give you a few tips. And so yeah. like, I just threw out some tips about like how to use Amazon affiliate links better, right. this and that. And then like, that's when he was like, sign me up kind of thing after I told him yeah. like the, the thing. And um, so then we started mentoring mm-hmm. Gene um, and it didn't take very long at all. And he For was him, going yeah. full time and all of his statistics, like, like, okay, he would have definitely grown without us and he would have probably been totally fine. It would have yeah. taken maybe a little bit longer, but like all of his stats are like just a hockey stick, like the, yeah. the channel growth, the income, which like kind of go hand in hand when you have the money, then you have the freedom to make the content that you want. You can make more content because you're not having to yeah. take other jobs. You can hire somebody. All of those things kind of like fall into in, in line once you have a little bit more money. And that's the weird thing about this mentoring company that, we, that we've had is... The funny thing is we don't even have a name. We still don't have yeah, a name for it. <laughs> we never figured out... We, a name yeah, that it's, so <laughs> it's the mentoring it's, it's company, the mentoring com- <laughs> yeah. and which which would be almost like Elon Musk, the boring company, yeah, like exactly. just mentoring company, <laughs> trademark. trademark. Yeah. Um, but I think what's interesting is, and a part part of maybe our Canadian angst was, um, yeah, would would these people grow organically without mm-hmm. our help? Um, and and may, and I think they would, mm-hmm. um, but the timeline might be different than than what yep. it was. And I think what I understood, and I think probably in my previous jobs, what what has helped me is really understand the value of identity in this space, mm-hmm. and even encouraging people um, to double down on a particular identity. Um, not not 
create a persona, but really no, no, understand no, no, no. themselves from a, on a deeper level. Yeah. And then almost have confidence in that, knowing that no one else on YouTube or no one else is kind of doing that uh, in in the space. Um, Mark Bone isn't a part of the the mentoring company, but just as like an example, I think he was worried, I think in the last pod- or a few yeah. podcasts ago, he was worried that no one would be interested in the doc stuff. Yeah. Um, but which was what he's like, which so is what he's into. So into, yeah. but, um, him, he, th- I think he thought, and Danny Gavertz too, I think they thought they would have to become a persona, yeah. like a, a YouTuber, a YouTuber per- persona, personality kind of without, thing. but they, they, with their experience and who they are, if they were to really own that in the YouTube space, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of YouTubers when or aspiring YouTubers, when they they see you, they see Peter, they think they have to be a version of Maddie, yeah. or a version of Peter, yeah. or a version of their favorite YouTuber, a version of Logan Paul, a version mm-hmm. of Mr. Beast. But I think the actual That's secret- That's where the what's up comes from. Yeah. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's doing those. But I, th- I think the secret sauce is actually really understanding your unique value mm-hmm. in within your particular niche. You might have- dissenting views within your niche but that's yeah. that's what makes you interesting and in also YouTube. your unique personality yeah like all of the youtubers like there's some youtubers that that are like a peter is much more yeah. gifted and just like kind of like performing yeah. as himself being him his, himself yeah. even on camera which is that's why i said performing whereas like a me or danny gewurz it took some time like the yeah. early videos are a little like they're they're like that's not Maddie, you know, like that's not Danny. Like, and yeah. then like now you watch Danny's videos and you're like, that's him. Like, yeah. you, you meet him in person, that's him. Yeah. You know, uh, I, have, I have a question for you. Okay, I don't think I've asked you this question before. Um, in the context of like who you you are as a YouTuber, you shared this office space with Peter. Mm-hmm. Like, at any point were you tempted to be like, I like could be you, more like you, Peter? Yeah, like you would see. Like he has, he's five five times the size of you, and like, and have have you like, if I were to judge to be a bit more like Peter, would I have grown faster? Or like, was was there any of that like identity wrestle when you're like, if if I was a bit more like Peter in certain senses, maybe I could grow quicker? Or were you like, did you know, do you have some sort of internal sense of identity from? your upbringing or whatever that you're like, no, I know that that's a fit. If I were to head down that track, I'd fail like right away. So what I learned from um, Logan Paul, mm-hmm. which I, I actually like Logan Paul. Oh. I, I respect him a ton. I, I think I it's in the, fascinating yeah. how he's been able to navigate stuff and go through the ups and downs. So much respect for Logan. I, Casey Neistat and Logan Paul vlogs were yeah. like the things that I would consider. I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I love Casey and Logan Paul. But, oh, I don't like yeah. Him. Okay, so there's a good- <laughs> At the time. Now that, I, that's actually yeah. an even better example. Yeah. So there's Casey and Logan, right? Yeah. Casey played himself. Mm-hmm. Like if you meet Casey in person, yeah. it's based, I always say it's like, like I'm probably like 110% yeah. of myself on YouTube, uh, on YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to, on video for whatever reason, you just have to be a little bit yeah. more, or you might say like, you might do like a kind of a jokey bit, which is kind of like acting. And so then therefore it's not a hundred percent how you normally are in, in real life. I remember I was um, subscribed to something called Platform University years ago. This was when blogging was big in like mm. 2008 and nine. No, just kidding. It's still, uh, <laughs> it's still alive. But uh, there was one blogger who ran it, Michael Hyatt, and he had a 
he had a article about what like what your personality is like online. And you said you actually want to be yeah, 1.52 times yourself. Yeah. Not not to give people a false sense of who you are, no. but because it's on video, yeah. there's actually like, I'm getting a vibe from you being face-to-face, but as soon as we put a screen in front of you, I lose probably like a full yeah. 100% of exactly. the vibe that I get here. So you almost have to be- Might have to talk a little bit faster, yeah. a little bit more animated, but it's basically you. Yeah. So- Casey Logan. Casey's being himself mm-hmm. for the most part. Let's say yep. you know, Logan in his vlogs was definitely not like there was like a lot more of a character that yep. he was playing, which is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what I realized really quickly on YouTube is that like, if I start going down a character route, which is what I would ha- had to do, it probably would have worked. Mm-hmm. I probably could have if I was more like Peter, I probably would have gotten more, mm-hmm. but I would have been playing a character because that's not me. Yeah, And I would have hated it two, three, four years down the road mm-hmm. if I had to then now play this character yeah. and not just be myself. If I like, had, we had the, a meetup a couple of days ago, if we would have had to go there and I would have to put on this hey, role. Up, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and just like not myself at yeah. all. That would be a nightmare being yeah. stuck in that, having this audience, having all this, and then just being stuck in like acting yeah. this role. And I have to stick with it because if I change up, people will be like, what the heck? Uh, yeah. That's not mad. You know? I've had this thought where um, it might be a future Tyler Wells video, but uh, Tyler ha- Wells has a channel. You know what? 992 uh, subscribers. Ooh. Eight more. Let's get a few more. I told Tyler once he hits a thousand, I'll roast his He'll channel. Roast my channel. So keep an eye out for that. Eight subs in yeah. roast Tyler's channel in a good way, yeah. in a positive, friendly way. But I, I have this thought that um, you should be just as pumped to lose subscribers as gain subscribers mm, yeah. if the goal is identity. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. people subscribe to you um, with a lot of projection of who they think you are. Mm. And each video is maybe a, a smaller percentage more and more of who you are. And then, yeah. and then like... If you lose subscribers, it's it's almost be somebody being like realizing that they're not who they they projected yeah, yeah, yeah. you to be, and, yeah. and like that should be just as as exciting. But uh, and any subscriber, like let's say the whole world saw my videos, mm. like how many people would be like, I really like this what this guy says. It could maybe it's only yeah. seven thousand people out of the seven billion that are on this yeah. planet that actually. Or resonate completely with mm-hmm. with what I want to do. Yeah, but maybe I could perform to yeah. have a million subscribers. Yeah, the amount of subscribers between seven thousand and one million is just pure anxiety for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I would much rather like have seven thousand and like yeah. be chill than try and perf- like just live with you know one point nine million or whatever my math totally. was, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, like yeah. of anxiety yeah. of playing this particular totally. character. I, I think people really overestimate things like fame and money. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I right now have more money than I need to, to like live. Yeah, can which, I have a raise? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a lot of it's in the company. Yeah, you should get a raise. Uh, um, yeah, we do have a company. I don't know why I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, so uh, I think yeah, a lot more, of people, you have more money than yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, bragging, yeah, bragging, yeah. bragging. Um, I think a lot of people overestimate those things, mm-hmm. and like they think that I need to get that Logan Paul amount of 
subscribers when really you maybe only need a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand and you would be perfectly comfortable with your life and you'd probably be happier because you're not getting recognized on the street every two seconds which can be really great but if it's every two seconds which i've witnessed uh my friend chunks in saudi arabia like every two seconds chunks you're the best but that's that's hard like that's really hard i value anonymity and so like is it worth it for me to have to try really hard to be somebody else and get 10 million subscribers or be myself and have a million subscribers yeah. and i'm not saying that peter peter is definitely himself i just yeah. uh, some personalities some musicians yeah they they might they're not better than the other musician but their music is just more broadly appealing to more people yeah. and that's just how it is my personality is <laughs> is appealing to a smaller or it just plays the algorithm on a on a crappier in a crappier way than something like Peter and that's okay. And I, I think it takes a lot of maturity and like internal self-confidence to to have that in yourself, which I think is one of the things that we with the mentor company we try and instill. Like yeah. it's like it's okay. It, yeah. It's okay to be yourself. Just be I remember yourself. Uh, I think it was Dane Cook in a podcast. He's a comedian that was huge um, a few few years ago. But he said what he learned about fame, like being like peak famous, performing at Madison Square Garden, and now still a phenomenal comedian. But, you know, I think comedians just have like certain spotlights. Yeah. But he's like, the thing that I learned most about fame was that it was just an introduction that, to people that didn't like me. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's it a really like... Yeah really flip of like what people probably yeah. think fame is, but probably more accurate than what yeah. people think fame Yeah, that's when you're going to yeah. get way more trolls, yeah. like way more negative comments because now you're being exposed to people. Yeah. Not I, everybody can like you. And so you're being exposed to more people who don't like you. And really interesting, I've noticed like the older I get, when people, uh, let's say you find a new YouTuber and you like mm-hmm. them, you right away assume that they're like you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we're so similar because I like this person and like mm-hmm. I want to believe that I'm the same. And then, yeah, you see more videos like you mentioned earlier and you realize like, wait a second, what is that? Yeah. And it's like, it's like a thing of like, I don't think that way. Hey, that's wrong. Like, why are you thinking like yeah. that? You shouldn't be thinking like that. And it's just assuming that you're the same, but we're all so different. Yeah. I th- one of my, in my old, old age, I think one of my... Uh, <laughs> my wisdom things that I've come to learn is just let people be themselves. Yeah. And like, yeah, you could go in and have projections of who people are and mm-hmm. it's like, just, just chill. Yeah. Just like, just uh, like honestly get to know somebody. Yeah. And if you like them, great. If yeah. not, it's, yeah. you don't have to leave negative comments because your projection of them no, is wrong. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that I've, found was really tricky and I was really lucky with when doing YouTube was because this is such a wild, wild west, Mm -hmm. there's nobody to talk to really. Like you start doing YouTube, like the the community is a big problem. And I got really lucky that I just happened to thank you to you. You (laughs) are the one who was like, hey, have you... Have you heard of this Peter McKinnon guy? I had like 20,000 subscribers. I was like, no, who's who's he? And he's like, I think he's doing like the same kind of stuff as you. And I think he lives maybe around here. I was like, oh, oh, that's an early Peter McKinnon stalker. Yeah, yeah. Tyler's one of those guys who <laughs> meets meets Peter. He's like, I I'm I've started watching from like from the, from yeah. the eight camera hacks. Yeah, yeah. I was an <laughs> eight was camera like hack OG. OG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I, I then I, I just happened to message him. It was the right time still when Peter wasn't big enough that like he was actually yeah. still looking through all his emails <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, let's hang out, whatever. Like, I, I guess he thought my stuff was cool too, whatever. And then we just, we hung out and like two weeks later, we were in the Alps so driving funny. Porsches and like yeah. just getting along so well. And so I've always had Peter at least. And Peter's always like, a few steps ahead of me in terms of success and money and businesses and all yeah. this, like he's just really good at what he does. And so I always have, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. I have this like, man, he's doing better than me, but also this like, like somebody who can, I can relate yeah. to and talk to. Whereas, you know, Gene might not have had that. And that's mm -hmm. what we were also trying to solve for with our mentor company. Like, yeah. Any questions you have? Anything you're going through? You're like feeling yeah. burnt out? Like, yeah, let's talk. Like, what's up? Like, you yeah, know, like always there for him. You let's know, hang out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the amount of I think that was one of the surprising things was how close uh, this was before you guys had the office together. Mm. How close the YouTubers were, like the the Dope Squad YouTubers, yeah. <laughs> or like you, at least you and Peter. Like, what do you think of this thumbnail? What do you think of this yeah. title? Like, like kind of that that mm. banter back and hey, forth. Hey, can you help me with this video yeah. right now? Okay, yeah, like like. And like how huge that is. And I, uh, mm -hmm. I think it really uh, is the reason why Toronto has been probably put on the map a little bit more yeah. than, than normal yeah. YouTube land. Now that um, I think about it, I, people always wonder like, what's with Toronto? And like, yeah. you know, but it, it is that community that like really helps. Like yeah. because there's there was two of us, yeah. then like it's like, you come into that group and it's just like that community, yeah. little community. It's builds. almost like the Marvel Avengers yeah. forming Whereas the YouTube version. Trying to be a superhero by yourself is like really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> superhero, man. This is the most arrogant to, podcast ever. Uh, I was trying to come up with like a clever, like superhero name for, for, <laughs> for you, but for Finish Man out. was the only thing that came to my Finish mind. Finish Flash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so like that was one of the things we we're trying to solve for. Another thing uh, that was really tricky was this area of monetization, and um, we've we've come into contact with all sorts of companies Musician, and yeah. and brands oh, and yeah. all sorts of things where like there's a lot of middlemen. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people who just want to take and like you know kind of leeches is how I say it to you all the time. Like, nah, that's a leech. Like, boot yeah. them out. Like, delete block out yeah. um i think yeah and that that was a tricky thing for us too trying to figure out like we the way that we work with these people that we mentor it can't be in a way that we are leachy uh, uh, yeah or <laughs> leachy or are only peddling one thing because that's where we make our money right you know like if we were only so I, I don't know if we want to go into specifics about how we work, but essentially we take like a, a, a percentage of profits mm -hmm. and then we we help out. And it, and it kind of comes from everything. It's a small percent from yeah. everything instead of taking a bigger percent from just AdSense or brand deals or yeah. whatever, which is what a lot of other companies do. And the problem with that is then that company only cares about that one thing. You Big know, if, if, it's, yeah. if we were only taking a percentage from brand deals we would be pushing brand deals the whole time. But that's not the best yeah. for the creator, right? We can even speak on this, like, how how we work. If if I, like, usually when they think of man manager, I think that's the only thing that is probably a little misleading is usually managers work on a percentage yeah, of, yeah. Of, of what the the talent makes. Yeah. We don't work in that. Mm -hmm. We don't work in that capacity. And uh, I think it's for the best 
like yeah, like for working relationships and yeah. everything. That way, totally. If a big brand deal comes and a, you don't want to do it because you're feeling a bit burnt out, mm-hmm. or b, it's not a fit, but maybe it's a ton of money, and I, yeah. I'm trying to like shoehorn it into your yeah, channel, yeah, like, because you're getting a percent of yeah. that. Or even that first brand deal that I brought you, that was a bad, that yeah, was a bad yeah. deal. If I was working on commission or something like that, I'd yeah. be like, Whoa, yeah, there would be a there, constant tension. There would be always a tension yeah. of like, is Tyler offering this because it's good for him or yeah. because it's good for uh, uh, my channel and my brand? Yeah. And I think the way that we're working, there's no, there's no issues with that, and no. and it's like, and so taking. Yeah, like, so we say no to brand deals because I'm just like, I think we're doing enough. Yeah. Like we say no all the time to stuff. It's just like, nah, yeah. this doesn't fit in. Yeah. And we also take that to the people that we mentor. Like, yeah, we don't want you to do this deal. If you're only relying on brand deals and AdSense, like yeah. you need to figure out ways to diversify yeah. your revenue stream yeah. that's organic to who you are in your niche. And that way you can say no. You yep. have way you more have leverage. Freedom. Yeah, um, you have the freedom yeah. to build your brand, and I think, I th- think there's a bit of a, yeah, like, a f- fear might be the too strong of a word, but for YouTubers, or maybe it's not even an awareness that they can even think this way, where it's like, oh. A cl- well, he's a clothing company yeah. wants me to promote their clothes. Well, that means that they see a market yeah. where you have influence on the clothes that you wear. So why not? Why don't you start your own clothing line? If, it, yeah, and like yeah. you, you can actually yeah. create the brand of the brand deal yeah. that is trying to like <laughs> sell through you. Yeah, if I mean, you like, wanted to, if like it's organic to you. Straight example. Yeah. It's like uh, me making my own LUTs versus a company coming at me and saying like, "Hey, can you promote our LUTs?" Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and Peter making his backpack. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah, clothing company. All this, and like, yeah, it's really important. That's what I realized. It's really important to have those multiple revenue streams and not be really heavy on one or two because mm-hmm. then you do have that freedom. Yeah. Otherwise, you kind of just go back into like a free, freelance mode. Yeah. Right? If you're only making money off brand deals, then you're just working for these companies. Mm-hmm. Whereas if that's just one of your things, then it's like, okay, let's take time and not do brand deals right now and we're just going to focus on making some digital products that help our yeah. audience out that yeah. are really that solve some sort of issue whatever. And that's what we do, right? We say no, like let's do some motion graphic packs that that we yeah. think would be good for me and good for other people. Let's do some presets. Let's do whatever, you know. The be- the best uh, with some of your digital products is like some because uh, I get some of the the emails, the support <laughs> yeah. emails when it comes to your LUTs and presets. These LUTs suck. It didn't make my it didn't make my footage look amazing. I was like. Maddie legitimately uses these LUTs well, like on every single video. They're so good LUTs, but they can only do so much. Maybe your ISO <laughs> is at like ninety million. And Show us your footage just for just yeah. to sell the screen cap. Oh, okay, yeah. right, oh. yeah, that's super, super underexposed, and there's yeah. nothing really there's, going there's on. There's no so, information left. So in you have a bigger footage. problem yeah. than just <laughs> slapping on a LUT. It's not going to make it cinematic. Here's a lighting tutorial, <laughs> yeah. and then no. here's a, how to use your camera tutorial. No, yeah, that that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that that. that 
it is a big, like, that was one of the big things that we talked about for a long time is like, how do we not get shoehorned into just peddling one thing? Yeah. And we wanted to think holistically, like what's, what's in total, what's the best for a potato jet, for mm-hmm. example? How can we help them in the best way? Not in the way that how do we make just money from it, whatever. I think, yeah, it, it really changes the game. Yeah, there's um, like, because with my marketing mind, uh, what's the arrogant podcast? Um, <laughs> I, I but I, I see sometimes is something solving a legitimate problem mm. or is a bubble being created? Yeah, that is uh, like almost an echo chamber in and of itself. Mm. And I see sometimes in this now that creator economy has been established as this like term in this last year. Yeah, that I think a lot of businesses and companies are being created that are more capitalizing on this bubble that's mm-hmm. forming than actually serving yeah. a legitimate creator need. Yeah. So like I've I've seen like this accounting platform for creators. It's yeah. Like, I, may, there there might be something <laughs> yeah. that that's a good accounting platform for creators. Yeah. But like or it could just be a a bubble. Yeah. Of, of somebody like, trying it, to leech. It's, it's just slapping four creators on yeah. on an existing thing. Yeah, and, that happens quite a bit. And so it's 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 really hard to discern. Like, yeah, uh, some of those things. Yeah, that uh, that are emerging now. Or people as well. just there's people trying to take advantage of like you might be kind of solving a problem, but really you're just taking advantage of the situation because yeah. the creator is too busy and doesn't know better. That's, then they go along with it because like, oh, okay. I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed with a lot of your inbound emails is companies skimming off the top of creators mm. and the primary yeah. driver for the reason why they're creating this company is to save creators time which is a legit legitimate thing but totally. it, but then the the other way to look at it is they're they're capitalizing on creators busyness yeah and they're not solve like they're not saying hey you should just do less yeah which is what we do or you should hire another person or do it differently or whatever they just like you know. Yeah, and and like because creators don't have a lot of time, it's an oh you'll yeah. save me time, and then before you know it, there's there's so much percentage gone from yeah. a creator's and it revenue was just a band aid fix in and, the end. Yeah, and had had a creator had a bit more um, like a startup founder mm-hmm. mindset, yeah. they might have been like, nope, this is what I. I really need to protect my message here. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna do this thing, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, delegate in a smart way or something like that, so that I'm freed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of those business things that um, uh, I, I think there's there's something to. I, I saw this in my previous job as well. Is when when people would get busy, mm-hmm. the first request that they would ask for is an assistant. Yeah, and yeah. and then what would happen? Let's say you know. Granted, you get an assistant. Mm-hmm. Then the assistant gets over, overwhelmed, and then they ask for yeah. like a coordinator. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like there's there's just so much chaos happening mm-hmm. in this particular department. But what really needs to happen is this person needs to understand their four big buckets of what they're doing yeah. and delegate a bucket. Yeah, um, yeah. and and really organize that way. And then that way you can create organizational structure instead of just offloading all of your chaos and yeah. for somebody else to manage your chaos yeah. and i think a, 
I think a lot of yeah YouTuber mm. company bubble mar- companies that are yeah. created is is just let us let off, offload a little we'll bit of your assistant. of your chaos yeah. um, our way. Yeah. We'll we'll handle some of that stuff instead of yeah. some of that. Uh, That's why I hired you instead of an assistant, and you were worried. I was that you yeah. would become an assistant. We actually an executive assistant. I, I had like a serious conversation maybe a couple months in, and yeah. I was like. I'm scared that. Yeah. Do you see me as an <laughs> yeah. as an exec? And it, like, and, it, and that was partly because yeah. there's a lot of like, I'm taking out the trash, yeah. you know. And then it's like, hey Tyler, can you take out the trash this time? Yeah. It's like, wait, is this because like, yeah, are you because we're co-equals yeah, or are we partners or because now yeah, yeah. I'm doing all your dirty work and I'm just your assistant? Yeah, yeah which is am I going to pick up your dry cleaners soon? <laughs> yeah. Or? yeah, but I, I'm I am glad that we had this conversation because oh, totally, yeah. I knew. Once we, I was like, I'm totally fine with taking out the garbage. Mm. If, if, I'm, if, if I'm seen if it's as in like the a, context, <laughs> if it's in the context of like peers and yeah. all that stuff, but if it's in the context of, yeah, like you're my assistant now, then yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I going to have to write a resignation letter and go on vacation? <laughs> but I also understand why, yeah. I really understand why people go the assistant route because it's way harder. To hire somebody for one of the big things, it's scary. I think it's scary. It's, it's scarier and harder. It takes a little extra work to mm-hmm. figure out what your big buckets are, yeah. and it's scarier to to delegate one of those buckets yeah, when it's give, one of your babies. Like even yeah. for me, letting go of my emails took a little while. It wasn't yeah. like right away. Like here's my emails, you handle yeah. them. It was like a little bit of like, what did yeah. you write there? Let me like you yeah, know yeah. like keep it in my like you know like trying and yeah. and us just trying to learn also like should you be a good cop I'll be bad cop I'll be good cop you yeah, be bad cop like, the, what do we do here you like, send the nice one I'll follow yeah, up with I'll a little follow, bit of a or I need yeah. to do the band hammer here <laughs> like, no I'm not doing this yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff that we've uh, had uh, yeah I, I don't know like a lot of people still I feel like even with this manager type role tend to hire from a traditional With, stance, right? Yeah. Like like they don't do what I I did here. Like even even for me, what I, I calculate just business wise, like I was like Okay, I could start working with like an agency, and they would take mm-hmm. a, a cut of my brand deals, which is like very traditional or yep. not traditional, very standard in in the YouTube space, which is great. Like mm-hmm. they would handle all the brand deals and all that stuff, and I wouldn't have to worry about that. But like I could hire a Tyler full time. He could help me with my brand deals. Okay, it's going to be a learning yeah. curve, like to get into it, but he could help me with brand deals. He could help me with business stuff. I could be he could on do it. Site. Yeah, he yeah. could be on site. And best part is you're, ma- you're, you're on team uh-huh. you're on team travel fields, right? Right. You're yeah. on team Maddie, not on this team. Or that, even team Tyler. Yeah. yeah, on team Tyler and like helping me out. You yeah. you are a part of this team. And that's why I get, like, you know, we mm-hmm. started a mentor company and like I give you equity. I give you equity in this yeah. new company. Like, you know, we we work together. It's we not just it yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's not just uh, like a, like an employee or whatever. Yeah, I, I, and that's where whatever style of manager you go with will, if they're working on per, like percentages or commission, they will yeah. pull you into whatever their totally um, lane is. Yeah. Mostly, if they're more of a agency that works with brands, yeah. you'll likely get fed more brand deals. If yeah. they're an agency that might be more traditional entertainment, you might get pulled into mm-hmm. uh, 
that stuff, which which might be which which might be the move, but it, it I, might be. But uh, I think I think traditionally what managers were used for was the manager would be the networking person mm-hmm, right. who would have all the contacts, yep. and then kind of like you, the distribution in a yeah, way. Or you, you would want a manager because you don't have those yeah, contacts, yeah, yeah. and so the, the manager audience. would would go would would be like, oh, I know, I'll connect you with so and so, connect yeah. you with this, but I. Not ninety nine percent of your opportunities are inbound to you. Yeah. So why would you pass off ten fifteen yeah. percent <laughs> to somebody else for a warm lead, and they're not doing any networking or anything like that? It's it's your business. It's if I was yeah. working w- with an agency, I yeah. would be providing them with the yeah. companies, and then like I I assume what would happen. Also, I've never signed with any companies, but I would assume that they would start cultivating those relationships and I would kind of be cut out from that discussion in a way, right? And they they might have some other creators that they work with and then they give it to that. Like, you know, so like I might be kind of, I might lose that connection with that brand, that company. Whereas now I, we have those connections with, like I can, you know, I can text an epidemic sound person like, Marta, my favorite. That like you know, like anything happens, I just text her. She's like, oh yeah, like, like and let's broken telephone is so real. Yeah, in so many like even with like one yep. one middleman, yeah, middle person. Even just um, doing a brand but, deal and yeah. like getting feedback on on the video, like yeah. if it goes through an agency and then goes to the client, it's always like mm-hmm. there's this weird like yeah. you know miscommunication or people you know yeah. wanting to say something even though. They don't really need to be saying anything. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, Andrew Schultz who just did his uh, his live premiere, buying back his his comedy thing. But this was maybe three years ago. Uh, in an interview of him saying he fired his manager, I believe, mm. um, and then used that money to hire a video person mm. to follow him around and start putting out these clips. Found so, more value in that. So he found more value. He's like, if I want to reach out to somebody, I'll DM them. Like yeah. I like. People see how many followers I have, or whatever it is. Yep. That's a, that legitimizes me more than a manager does now. So, what does a manager do other than tell me to show up to a meeting? I I have a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so he's like, yeah, he he left that or he got rid of that expense on uh, on his business and hired a video person. Yeah. And like his career has only gone through the roof since since doing that. So I think I think it'll be more of a trend. Um, yeah. With. Uh, YouTubers and also mm-hmm. probably like regular celebrities or comedians or yeah, um, yeah to to start doing Hiring e- even Maddie Matheson the uh, mm. the chef um, I think he was with Vice uh, and then he's like saw how the sauce Let was made he's like I, I can <laughs> yeah. I can do this myself yeah and has a, a pretty successful YouTube channel yeah as well a lot of the middlemen I think are being mm. cut out yeah and I think that's probably a part of business where like, you know, like you go into these, these phases of like, you yeah. know, coming like in, a, coming out, like, you know, it's like a mini reformation of like yeah. some of these traditional Clean landmarks up house a little bit. Yeah. It's like, okay, what value are, I'm sure there's agencies out there that totally. are bringing value, um, to mm-hmm. creator space and to, yep. to talent and all that, yep. but it, we they, know some great ones too, but know. they've, they, they need to be massaged, mm-hmm. um, into what the traditional way of, of doing was to this yeah. new, new school way. But then the interesting thing that, that people listening, watching might be also thinking like, well, like the things you do work for your niche, mm-hmm. but like I'm in a different niche. 
And like, yeah. I can't do those things. I can't sell presets. Yeah. You know? And that, that was one of the, the big questions that we also had was yeah. like, can we, okay, we, we can, we've definitely rec- replicated it with somebody like Gene, helped him out. He was thriving. Yeah. Then we did some other ones. And then like, okay, can we do a completely different genre of YouTube? Yeah. And how does that work? Yeah. And that was that was a challenge. But I think what we learned was that like, yeah, all the same principles apply, but every channel is a little bit different. There's like different even within areas, filmmaking. different ways. Yeah, even within filmmaking, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like some people, you, within filmmaking, their gear affiliate sales are nowhere near yeah. uh, like somebody like yours. Um, because Or somebody just, else's just might be maybe better than mine yeah, or it's, you know, their brand deal rates might be higher than whatever. It's very, but I think there's, there's that creativity mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship that uh, that that I, I don't even think is a like a oh I need to have that mindset. I think it's you're allowed to think. Yeah, like I, we give you permission to to like <laughs> yeah. expand like who like it's not just affiliate links and presets and no. stuff like that. It, yeah, if you're if you're a chef, you why not open and you like baking bread. Yeah. Maybe you start a storefront yeah. and maybe that's like mm-hmm. your YouTube channel might still be the main thing, but you might also now have a storefront for yeah. your bread. Like, yeah. like it's that kind of thinking that you're allowed to have as a, mm-hmm. as a content creator. Nowadays. You're a musician. Yeah. Okay. You have AdSense on YouTube, but you also have Spotify as an yeah. income source. Oh, you also do shows. That's an income resource. Yeah. You know, like Live events, like especially after the pandemic is probably going to be huge for a lot of YouTuber musician folk. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and Pointing people to Spotify and yeah, which yeah. might sound obvious to a lot of people, like oh, you're a musician, yeah. of course. But like when you start as a YouTube musician, you might mm-hmm. not think that like you know you're just playing in your ba- your bedroom, you know, yeah. basement, or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm just gonna keep doing this. You don't think that like, oh, there's actually people out there that would come yeah. and listen to my music in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, yeah. it's uh, there's all these new, but even like your meetup. Like, did you think? Yeah. Uh, would we have a hundred people or so there? No, like, tell it, yeah. Did you like? Hey, yeah, just, it's bizarre that people would just come and yeah. hang out with you. It's really cool seeing faces, hundred um, in your in your spot. So, yeah, I, th- I wonder if about live events, even for creators who don't even think about live events, or that anyone would be interested in yeah. in like a hangout. There could be some opportunity I think there. Peter even threw it out. He's like, we should do like a live show, like go around and like do it. I was like, you guys, could- yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. That would probably be really fun. I follow the stand up world a little bit, and like I the the loyal following that comedians have I think mm. is very akin to what you got you and Peter and mm. and uh, like I think there's totally an opportunity yeah. to sell out a theater and do a little mini tour mm. and I, th- I think there's fairly decent yeah. money there too yeah um, with my business hat on but yeah I think it's I think it, and and it'd there's be, a money tree that has a lot of money on it that we cannot grab. That's just I, I don't think time. we've ever talked about that either no yeah like constantly new ideas like yeah. this and that's that's what we really learned when we were starting to help different niche YouTube yeah. channels that like oh okay like Let's take those same ideas. Okay, what's a digital product that they could sell? Okay, can't sell presets, but like, is there yeah. a different one that they can sell? Oh, what's, you know, physical, oh, what are the right affiliate links that they they can't, you know, yeah. an epidemic sound works for me, but it's not going to work for Dan Becker, yeah. a hiking channel that we we help out. Like, yeah. 
doesn't work for him probably. It might get some, but it won't work as well as for me because my mm-hmm. audience is filmmaker. But then he has some like backpacking gear, hiking gear, oh, yeah. the right affiliate links that do really well for him. Yep. And like, it's always like, it's like a puzzle piece that you're just trying to, or a puzzle that you're trying to figure out, like what are the pieces here? Yeah. How do they fit? And literally it's a lot of just like, well, try it out. Does a course work for your niche? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, but that's one of the ways that you could yeah. make some income. So like, try it out, see if it works. There was a Harvard Business Review article that I that I read, or might have been The Economist. I'm very, very bougie in my consumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, it said the headline was the big picture is a massive details and, mm. and uh, it was basically using like a puzzle analogy through it. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's you, you want to make like, what what is the Maddie brand? What is, yeah. insert YouTuber here, what is your your brand and yeah, mm. play, play around with some of those puzzle yeah. pieces and find out what what works um, to make up that bigger yeah. picture. A hundred percent guaranteed. There's more than just AdSense and brand deals. Oh yeah, yeah. like every niche. You might think that no, that's my niche only. Like mm-hmm. every niche has something else that yeah. they could do. And I think a lot of people are trying to start businesses, mm. but they should just be sharing what they're doing. So. Uh, yeah. One friend who does like beard oil mm. and um, and a lot of that kind of yeah. man stuff. Yeah. Like, and and I remember him agonizing over like creating a brand and stuff like that and, and seeing the success that you guys have. I'm just like, I honestly think you should just share with people under your name yeah. stuff what you're creating in small batches and I bet you that will yeah. grow. And maybe down the road you start you you flip it over to a brand, but but I'm sure you'd be able to start like selling small batches pretty quickly because people like you as a person, um, yeah. and then they'll realize the quality, and you can go from there. That's the interesting thing about social media. It's kind of like reversing mm-hmm. like how you sell products usually. Yeah. Like usually you make a product and then you start marketing, and the marketing usually kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like social media, YouTube, it's like you start with the marketing essentially. Yeah. And then you make a product that fits your demographic, right? Yeah, it's it's anytime that I've described what I do to to people cuz people always ask Tyler like what do you do in life? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I would say it's the we it's the inverse of marketing or mm-hmm. the upside down marketing where yeah, you create a product, the hardest thing to get is eyeballs on that particular product. Yeah. Um, but content creators usually have the opposite product problem they have all the eyeballs yeah. and now it's figuring out what mm-hmm. products are organic and authentic to the yeah. content creator that that makes sense for all the eyeballs that the, that they have and that's that should be the fun experiment uh, for content creators mm-hmm. and get crazy outside the box you don't even just think like adsense brand deals affiliate links digital products like start that storefront like yeah. uh Go go hog wild uh, within I'm, reason. Within, you know, do your business yeah, yeah. strategy and all that. But. I'm very curious to see what the state of like entrepreneurship and the the business world will be in like ten years from now. Like, I feel mm. like we're gonna see a lot of YouTubers as like CEOs of companies and that kind of stuff. Yep. Like, or just found find like you know start their own company and then mm-hmm. you know be a CEO or whatever. But like, I feel like there's going to be a lot like there's some, we're seeing some of it for sure yeah but it's all it's kind of like almost in a way obvious companies right mm-hmm. now whereas like i think we might see some like crazy yeah. big companies 
churn out of these, you know, YouTube channels? The, I think a lot of the big companies or a lot of Excel, like companies like Uber, what they find is where, what industries need to be the disrupted the most mm-hmm. and that like the taxi industry for Uber yeah. was such an old school archaic way of of traveling around a city that Uber was Uber disrupted that completely and I think what content creators are finding within niches because there's thousands millions of niches mm-hmm. like content creators can usually find what's wrong within a particular niche and expose that through their yeah. content that usually is make, makes them successful like you doing tutorials you expose the you don't need film school yeah. like <laughs> just watch a bunch uh, of youtube yeah. and uh and you can generally that's how i learned yeah i mean if but if you're a doctor still yeah that maybe still go to still, <laughs> still, we still want you um but it's finding where disruption can happen within a niche and Identifying that, creating a business around it. And yeah, I think CEOs will definitely be the big thing. Speaking of bigger. What time is it? How long have we yeah, been? Yeah, we, we got we to gotta wrap this oh, up dang. soon. We are leaving to go. And this has already gone way longer than I wanted to because it's been such a good conversation. We're, we're leaving tomorrow in the morning. What are we? Four, four in the morning. Four in the morning. Four in the morning. To, uh, it, it's a good reason. We're going to road trip to go visit Danny Gewurz's feature film that we are a part of also. That's another Our feature film. That's another example yeah. of a YouTuber finding an alternative potential revenue stream yeah. for his channel. Of, or losing all my money. Or losing <laughs> all of Maddie's money. Yeah. Um, we're yeah, we're we're putting somebody into it to to yeah. make Danny's yeah, and so like Danny could make money from this yep. feature film. It could also just be great content, so kind of win win. Yep. Um, for us as like kind of investors, it could be another way for to make money. Yeah, we could also lose our money. Could also, lose, could also lose some money. Please, Danny, don't lose our money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pressure, Danny. But there's yeah, all the time. There's these new, new like in a way that like okay, executive producing a movie that's like that's been around that's, forever, right? Yeah. But YouTubers making a feature film and YouTubers executive producing yeah. it, finding brands new. to come on board, yeah, like, finding the right brands to work with to make it happen. I, I don't think there's an any feature film that's been made the way that we're making yeah, it. So exactly. We're, that Danny's making it. Anyways, yeah. so we're doing road trip. Our mentor company, we are whipping it up into something because the, the problem with the way we're doing things right now, it's not scalable. No, it's just one-on-one. There's we're, no way. We're, we would do a terrible job if we had even over 10, I think. Oh, yeah. We like, would already be like, you couldn't do a good job. No. You can only do it with a few. And that's why it's, it's never been like a money money thing. It's more like a fun thing. It's yeah. fun building this community. Uh, but this newer thing, we are trying to make it more scalable. How do we actually, the people that are wanting to become YouTubers, that are aspiring YouTubers, that are YouTubers right now, might be struggling yeah. or, or just trying to figure out how to pluck that money tree in a better way. How can we help them? The, uh, this is coming up tomorrow. So yeah. we will be doing a live stream on Friday just for aspiring YouTubers. So we might so there plug, might be a link. Plug. There might be a link <laughs> down below. Be a link. Um, where we'll probably we'll be taking some of your specific questions and, yeah. and answering those. We can't share too much yet, but I think September. September September is when we're launching. Mm-hmm. And we I'm want, gonna keep saying that so it happens. Yeah. And like we don't keep doing this like, but this would be a really cool thing we could do. And it's wanting to 
yeah, to scale what we learned from the mentor company and make sure more people have access to yeah some of the behind the scenes conversations that yep. a lot of content creators have that would be so helpful. Like there's been so many times where Maddie and I are having a conversation and we're like, man, like w- I wish we recorded this and yeah. sent this to because yeah. uh, like this, this would, would have been good for that. Yeah. Helpful, helpful for them. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like yeah. when I started doing YouTube, I wish I had people mm-hmm. telling me about brand deals. Like, cause that was a totally new area for me and trying to navigate that. I wish I would have had somebody Telling me that YouTube is just a game that you're playing and like you're trying to figure out what the rules are. Uh, I wish I had these people like, you know, that have or had already Mm -hmm. done this to just like give me some guidance, some light, some and in all of these areas, whether it's making the videos, whether it's monetizing, whether it's Mm -hmm. business strategies, whether it's just not burning out or yeah. the community aspect, like all of these things. I wish there would have been a better better thing for me. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to give to the next We'll see gen. if we can solve it. Hopefully. I think we, I think we have a yeah. we have we've been we've been working on this for a good long while and hashing it out. Uh it's yeah. It's taken a little while. I think it'll be fun though. I, I, it's yeah. Ultimately I think uh this space is a lot of fun getting to know Creators is a lot of fun. Having these these creator conversations is is a lot of fun. So I think uh, amongst all of the learnings, and I think it's also a, just the way education is turning is mm-hmm. to be more social. Yeah. Um, that I th- I think we're just on trend to be teaching and sharing and yeah broadening things a little bit. <laughs> yeah. In, in this in this like creator space. So yeah, I think yeah. it'd be pretty cool. All right, we should uh, go and pack because uh, I don't know. I, I wanted to early. I, I had coffee because I wanted to be a little like excited for the podcast. One hundred and ten percent Tyler speak, for the podcast. Speak a little quicker than I normally do, um, but I realized, yeah, we I got to be up at th- in like ten hours, and it's five thirty. Yeah, uh, so this was probably I'm gonna crush some melatonin. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to figure something out. I was gonna be All right, thanks for joining, right. Tyler. Go and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Eight Twitter, more people. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in the next All one. Right. Bye. Peace.